Okay, so last last podcast, we talked about what? Why did we talk about classifications, right? Uh huh. Okay. And so another form of classifications that we can discuss about is gender roles. Uh huh. Okay, so gender is our third classification. Oh. What about it exactly? How do you? Uh, how do you think that they have really changed in the recent few years? Oh, we're talking about evolution already. Okay. Um, I guess to start things off, we can consider well, not consider, but well, at least raise the traditional stereotypes of gender roles. Yeah. So that's the very obvious. Uh, males as the breadwinners and females uh-huh. as the uh, compliant uh, housewife. Housewife, housewife and homemaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously, those um, th- those roles are quite outdated. It's the type of stuff that you will read about in history textbooks. Mm-hmm. I would say for the present, there are still some elements of these stereotypes yeah but i won't I, I don't think that it's very prevalent uh-huh but what what do you think what, what do you observe in uh modern life mm, honestly i i'm i'm also not very sure about yeah i'm not really very sure about like uh because okay, at least from what I've heard, most of this discrimination is the most evident in, um, in. In certain industries such as the STEM, the STEM industries, which is the. Yeah, 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 yeah the STEM, STEM industries. STEM so, industries are what again? Science, tech. Science, technology, I think engineering and mathematics, something like that. Uh, sounds complicated enough for me. Yeah, should uh-huh. be Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so so basically, I I've I've heard more about how um certain people uh certain employees there were which were discriminating apparently. Yeah, so so yeah. D- discriminating who exactly? Discriminating people of a certain gender there. Okay, which gender? And, and, um, the female gender. Okay. Um. Oh, do you have any examples? I mean, I I I do have an example, but then um. I I felt that maybe it wasn't that, just like uh uh I've um I've watched a video regarding people arguing about these um, this topic, but then, uh I guess um since it wasn't any like uh since it wasn't really a formal official debate or a formal yeah a formal sort of um discussion, so I I would say that perhaps. Yeah, some of the points that I raised there were a bit too general. Uh, were a bit too generalized. Okay, well but, then let's hear the points and let us criticize the overgeneralization for ourselves. Uh, um, one of the points brought up was by a female CEO uh, of a STEM company, and then basically what she commented was that she observed that men were more hardworking than women. As she, as she, the example that she gave, okay, not really. Yeah, the example that she gave was that. Um, she was more likely to see men working, uh, working overtime, working extra hours, uh, as compared to women. Yeah, and and so that was one of the points that she brought up that that maybe it's not that 
these industrial leaders are discriminating against women, but but it is that women themselves do not have that or, or more or okay, maybe not women do not have, or more like men have traits that put that, that gives them a certain edge over women. Men have what traits exactly? Like, uh, hardworking, supposedly. So okay, okay, let me let me just get this clear. Female CEOs said that men are more hardworking than women. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, oh. what, what, what drove her to say such a thing? Be- because, because in the whole discussion, the, the, the discussion was led by a panelist of three women. And then basically, their whole argument was just condemning the STEM, um, STEM uh, company uh, hits for not employing women. And, and, so, and so I think this CEO got kind of um, tired of their of of their um yeah their generalizations too that's why she also that's why she brought up this point but does she have any evidence to prove that men are more hardworking than women i i mean i guess her, her evidence is just her i don't know how her, her experience because yeah, yeah it's see, just yeah, experience i i i think I, I understand your hesitation to bring this up because it, it just sounds like a really poor case study yeah I, it's so I feel vague honestly, it's yeah, so both, general there are too many variables involved yeah, yeah because yeah i thought the whole discussion was just that um there are two uh the panelists were over generalizing yeah, but, but, but my question now is right how did she determine hard workingness that's not even a word. See, that's that's, that's the, the fact that I can't even find like, the proper word for it just shows how difficult it is to quantify hard work. I, I guess um, she just define it through seeing who spend the um, who spend the most amount of time working, but then but, but, but then that's it. It doesn't really equal productivity, so I'm not. Okay, pro- I'm productivity sure. is a is a separate thing altogether. But re- regarding uh time spent working so if if person a works x hours and person b works x plus two hours person b is more hard working yeah that, that that's why her, her her evidence is not very I, I mean to a certain extent it does make sense but I, I think she should, she should also consider why men generally can put in the X plus additional hours as compared to women. And why exactly can men put in more I'm hours? I'm just guessing, right, that the that the, whatever company she's working at is, is one of those uh, companies that has a fixed working hour, like like fixed working hours. So uh-huh. let, let's say that they have to work for X hours a day, and uh-huh. yeah, and then they pay their employees by uh, hourly wages. So go okay. If men and women have to work X hours a day, and men are more hardworking than women, that means men work overtime. And so the question is, why can men work more overtime 
than women. And I'm guessing, and, and this, this, this is the part where the elements of um, traditional gender roles come back in, is that women have uh, familial obligations, such as going home to take care of the children, while all men need to do is just focus on advancing their careers, and the best way to do that seems like putting in more hours just to gain favor within the company. That's my guess, but I'm, yeah, it, it is a guess. Uh, but then, um, okay, so, so yeah, um, picking up on where you mentioned about the traditional gender roles of women being the, 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 the caretaker, right? That, what, like, um, so, okay, now, nowadays, yeah, I guess people have become more progressive in the way that they think. So, yeah, so this has led to, uh, um, yeah, this has led to, um, some men also taking up the, the role of a caretaker and some women being the sole breadwinner. So, how how do you feel about, or, or more like, are you, um, yeah 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 basically what are your what are your views on this? My my views on house husbands. No, or, or, like views on. Okay. Uh, yeah, the generals like swapping and also merging, kind of yeah. Okay, not gonna lie. Um, house husband. Okay, a few years ago when I first heard of house husband, it it, it did come off as weird. Okay, but I, I think that I, I don't have any strong opinions about it. It's just, okay, if that's the way that it works for that family, then so be it. And I'm currently on the Wikipedia page for um, Stay at Home Dad. Uh-huh. Right, and okay, quote, Though the role is subject to many stereotypes, and men may have difficulties accessing parenting benefits, community services targeted at mothers, it became more socially acceptable by the 2000s. Mm -hmm. Then blah 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 blah. However, due to traditional family structures and stereotypic expectations, the stay-at-home father figure remains culturally unacceptable in countries in South Asia, such as India. Um... I'm just going to generalize Asia to include um just, just like the whole of Asia. Mm-hmm. I, I I suppose this is why it comes off as weird to me a, a few years ago. Yeah, this, this is really long ago. And to be fair, house husband doesn't um it, it isn't as easy to say as housewife. Mm, yeah. Okay, but that um, saying aside, um, I I think it's it's fine, really. It, it's fine. Not nothing much to comment about. Oh, actually, right. Wait, now that I think about it, um, I I I guess recently one very interesting case. Okay, maybe it's not that much about gender roles, but it's more of the allocation of gender to children, because. Um, do, what do you, do you, you remember how, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, do you, do you remember, we do know of, like, I think last year, there was this whole, uh, I guess there was this period of time where people were talking about, um, yeah, should should parents really influence their children to 
conform to a certain sort of gender role, like before the children even decide for themselves what gender they want to be. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. Um, there's a difference between gender role and choosing a gender. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I say that yeah, it's different. I, I, because, because I thought yeah, yeah. That's why I say the allocation of gender to. Okay. See, this is this is where, um, things get a bit messy, and whatever I say, so someone's going to get upset at whatever I'm about to say. So, so no, 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 no. Um, so, sex and gender are different things, right? Sex is, oh, sex, sex is the, is decided by uh your anatomy. Whereas gender, according to some people, is a social construct. Okay, uh-huh. my opinion is that. Your sex is your gender. If you are male, on your birth certificate you are a male, but that doesn't mean that you have to behave. In uh, you you have to behave like uh, a male based on societal standards. That or in in more extreme cases, uh, a traditional male. So uh-huh. I. I but then, like, okay, but by this, by this logic, we might as well just abolish uh, gender. gender, right? And just refer yeah. to everybody by sex. But I don't know, I, I'm not, I, I don't have the power to decide how language works. So, yeah, let, let, let's just roll, oh, okay, maybe let, not, not let's just roll, but I, I would roll with the, the fact that your sex equals to your gender, but it does not decide your behavior. I think that's the best way to put it. Okay, yeah. And regarding the whole um, parents deciding what gender to assign their children to, what do you mean by this? Because like, I, I don't think parents can decide the sex of okay, the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, what, what I meant was that there was this case in which this mother was mm-hmm. bringing up the son as a daughter. Yeah. Ah. So that that yeah so yeah so I, I suddenly thought of that and then yeah and, and then I remember how there, there was some yeah that there, there was a lot of uh yeah many people were opposed to it. Okay, so, then, so yeah. the the son is um what was I saying? <laughs> I was about to say the son is a male, right? I was like, wait, no, that's what son means. But okay, okay, so the the offspring is a male. Is biologically male. Okay, and the mother is raising biologically male offspring. As, in a, as a, a socially as a daughter, a socially constructed female role. Uh, what are some characteristics or aspects um, it, of this child's upbringing? Basically, it, it's just things that are yeah. I, I guess it's just uh okay. Some for example, some stereotypical um daughter. Things are perhaps uh, maybe their the choice of clothing. So instead, yeah, the choice of clothing. So maybe putting him inside uh, more dresses, more uh, and blouses, and also making him play with perhaps um dolls. You know those tra- very traditional, uh, traditionally female female yeah female toys. You know. Okay. Uh, if you want my initial reaction, 
it would be one of shock. But I think the question now is, do we blame the the mother for doing this? Yeah, that, that yeah, that's why it gets very complicated because okay, because because like we we're, we're trying to like um fight for the whole um breaking of gender stereotypes thing, right? Yeah, but and and this is um. This should be something that we are supporting, where um boys are allowed to play with dolls and wear skirts and dresses. If yeah. that's what I heard correctly, but at the same time, if I don't think it's right for a a parent to impose her views on the child. Yeah, I. I part of me is tempted to just call this a, a grey area and, and leave it as it is, but I, I, it doesn't feel like a satisfying conclusion yet. What, what do you think? I mean, okay, because um, I, I remember one of the, yeah, one of the main problems was was, uh, was about how, um, yeah, what, what, what parents should do is that when their child has reached a certain uh, level of maturity and decides, like, um, and decides, for example, Okay, I although I'm biologically male, but I would like to act uh, as something that is deeply associated to a female. Then yeah, then basically parents should support their child's decision. Then, but then the yeah, but then the problem in this case was that the mother wanted to make the son into a the the, the mother was yeah bringing up the son as a daughter, and so they yeah and so people were kind of they were kind of disapproving of it because of how the son obviously didn't make the choice right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The son obviously didn't even make didn't make the choice, but then, yeah, but then the mother brought him out as a girl. So, okay, yeah. well, in this case, right, I, I guess my opinion is that um the mother is in the wrong, but uh-huh. not because she is okay because she is forcing the the boy to behave like the traditional girl. That 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 is that is the 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 main issue I have, because. Forcing a forcing a boy to become uh uh to, to behave like a like a traditional uh ma- like, like a traditional male right is problematic in itself, and uh-huh. therefore doing the polar opposite is also problematic. Uh-huh. I I think what what is necessary is for this healthy balance of, um what what is. Uh, okay, to- toys wise, okay, I don't know why I keep talking about the toys, but yeah, from from f- focusing on toys, right? I think what the mother should have done is to just expose the child to both um, may uh boy and girl toys. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of this one article that I read that. Okay, I th- I think it was like a social experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where um parents or a single parent, I d- I don't know, w- were in a room with their child. Yeah. And they were forced to uh, yeah, uh, okay, so basically parent child in a room, room has toys, uh boy toys and girl toys. Mm-hmm. So, and, so, so basically, the, no, no, the no, boy no, toys no, were just like... No, 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 listen, oh. listen. And then the, the 
the parents were instructed to um, let the child play with toys of both genders. For and, and then the results were interesting. But actually, no, they weren't really... Okay. The, the results might not come off as surprising. For the boys, right, the parents uh, made... Well, at least the parents picked out the toys that were um, traditionally targeted at boys. But because the task, their instruction was to ensure that the child got to play with um, girl toys as well, the parent spent minimal time um, allowing the boy to play with the girl toys. Mm-hmm. Like, just meeting the expectations of the 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 task at its uh at, at the most minimal level. Mm-hmm. Whereas for the girls, the time distribution for boy and girl toys was about equal. Oh. So would you say that yeah, so 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 would you say that, that shows that parents um how should I put it? They they are more fearful of their sons acting more feminine and their daughters. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think more worried. Yeah, they are more yeah, worried I, about I, their sons. I I think I, I think this sort of fear does exist. Okay, just just think think like um modern society. Okay, it is much easier for a female to behave in uh traditionally male way than it is for the opposite. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. So that's something that I think actually no. No, I, I think the problem now lies uh for yeah the the, pro- the problem now is for males because females can uh do what males do but not the other way around. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Mm. So, so that's something for society to work on. How exactly? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I I guess at the end of it, it starts from, um, the family, yeah. because uh, I was doing this. I was revising for geography once, and then there was this, uh, case that yeah, but no, we were talking about um, gender inequality as part of the syllabus. Mm-hmm. In traditionally backward societies uh, which is generalized as african societies right gender roles are gender roles are ingrained into um the, the children's minds from a very early age so when the when the child is young when when the child is young right um the the parent the, the parents already start teaching um, the the children, things that, um, are that 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 will eventually shape them to be, um, a, tra- a, tra- a traditional male or female. So, for for girls, um, the mother will bring them to the kitchen and teach them how to cook. Whereas for males, the father will teach them male things I, I don't really remember what the specific examples were but it definitely involved going outside the house oh yeah so that's the 
And then another okay yeah. So that, that that's that's it for <coughs> that's it for uh, traditional gender roles. I, I think for for Singapore, uh, we are kind of progressive because I don't really see this. Well, I at least I it's think I don't progressive. I, I I think I don't really see uh gender roles being that big of an issue as compared yeah. to other parts of the world, but st- still definitely issues. Mm-hmm. And the okay, something that I thought about as well. You know how you talked about STEM subjects, right? Yeah. Aren't those subjects traditionally uh male subjects? Yeah, dear. Cause I'm pretty sure you've heard of this that males are maths and science oriented. While females are uh humanities and social science oriented, mm-hmm. and I think it is okay. I um, do you okay? I I don't want to take the blame for saying this. Do you think that this um, this 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 stereotype still exists within our school community? Um, I mean, yeah, for for sure. If if you if you look at the the gender ratio in the literature and history classes as compared to the science classes, um, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely higher. So I guess that although it's not, uh, uh, uh although I would say that it's not, um, generals are not very. How much you put it? Okay, I I'll, I'll say that they are still existent. Yeah, although they're not really being, uh, I guess reinforced that strictly. In our community, huh? Okay. The, the interesting point that you brought up was the idea of reinforcement. Huh. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's just a coincidence that um that this uh subject allocation uh for 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 genders yeah this this phenomenon uh this this phenomenon just just so happened to exist and isn't really society forcing uh forcing the the two genders to select these subjects but oh, okay in- in- interesting uh anything else about gender roles and behaviors that we should talk about not really we should move on to the next okay uh next thing that i've what, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is why do you think it's so difficult to um, break traditional uh, gender roles and perceptions? I would say it's difficult mainly because of the older generation's um, more conservative way of thinking. Okay, yeah, definitely. But even within our... Okay, this is going to make me sound bad, but even within our school community, there are some people who... Uh, who unintentionally advocate for the conservation of such perceptions, uh-huh. and this is best seen through their uh, their comments. Ag- not comments. They they will never say this online, but uh, their actions. Um, for example. Uh, for example. <laughs> It's the type of thing that you just see so, from the from the from the way from their speaking mannerisms, 
their body language, etc. It is a type of okay. stuff that you you really just gotta like observe, just observe the people around you. Okay, so 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 is it for is it maybe something um like along lines of someone saying someone having a passing comment that oh I'll give you more time because girls takes more time to understand and digest the content. Do you mean something like that? Uh, I I think that's just okay. Okay, that, that that's borderline sexism. Okay, and and that that quote uh is that that okay that that quote reminds me of this uh story I heard from some uh someone in another school. So physics teacher from another school. Uh the he he I think it's a he. He gives his class uh. And and uh, a worksheet to work on, uh-huh. and then he will go up to the girls and say something along the lines of whatever you said. So something like, "Uh, it, it's okay if you take more time." Something something. I understand that girls take longer to understand the material, mm-hmm. and. My initial reaction when I heard the story was, how, "Why isn't he fired yet?" But uh-huh. okay, that that that's that's um and that, that that's still an issue of like the 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 previous generation influencing the behaviors of uh the, the, current. the current generation, and I'm quite yeah. sure that your reaction is um the same as mine, right? Mm. Something on lines of disbelief. Um. Yeah, I, I I mean, although I would be shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised that. Okay, I yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised that he makes that comment because because yeah, because of like the 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 perception yeah, of what the, the two genders are in, inclined to yeah. excel in. So, uh, if anything, I I this this is evidence that well, time to get rid of old thinking. Yeah, but going back to um the. Our generation continuing to advocate for uh the the gender roles to still remain right. I think just observing the behaviors of the people around us, you can see that um there is still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so as okay, I I think oh, I really. Don't like this. Uh, um, one of the issues that I think I have with our community mm-hmm. is is the way that males uh, behave. Uh-huh. Elaborate. So does this. Um. Okay, just speaking to y'all, right? Last year, when our cohort was still all boys. Yeah. I got this. Uh, I got this feeling that everyone, to a certain extent, is trying to assert dominance over each other. This idea of the strong male is unintentionally uh, reinforced. Wait, have you seen that for this year or last year? 
last year and probably carried over to this year too. The idea of people trying to... No, just, 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 just males in general. Just, not in general, just, just like the males. Ah, uh, continue. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the reinforcement of the, the concept of the strong man is quite... It's still quite with us. Do, do, you, do you feel something like this, or am I just reading into people a little bit too much? I mean, uh, I, 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 hmm, I mean, yeah, I'm not really that sure, but then if you, I guess if I really, uh, take what you said and think about it, maybe, maybe that might explain why, uh, okay, okay, will you say that the girls are more united than the guys in JC? Oh boy, we're getting into this now, huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't really observe uh, female dynamics that much, and if anything, I think I will struggle to understand it. But it's true, it's true. if you want an answer, I would say perhaps. I I, I don't see uh-huh. I don't see like this uh the 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 dog eat dog culture. Uh, as as like um that much or is it? Yeah, the, the the culture isn't that strong within the girls. I think I think everything here is based on my uh, speculation. Not not exactly speculation, just observation and um interpretation. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, okay. What was I saying? Yeah, mm. culture isn't as strong with the females. Okay, going back to what we were talking about before we got sidetracked to. Um, dynamics, right? Yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason it's so difficult to break gender roles, especially for males, is because that it is because there are um people with master morality. Oh, what what exactly is master morality? So, I came across this uh this this morality system system. Yeah, this this, oh. this master slave morality mm-hmm. thing last year, where uh, a, a this German guy needs German guy, um yeah German guy proposed the idea, uh, not proposed the idea. He quote according to Wiki argued that there were two fundamental types of morality: master morality and slave morality. Mm-hmm. Master morality values pride and power, while slave morality values kindness, empathy, and sympathy. And the immediate reaction I got was that th- these traits are very traditional. Yeah. Pride and power is a traditionally male thing, whereas kindness, empathy, sympathy is a traditionally female thing because it's got to deal with uh, emotions a bit more. I mean, yeah, that, that, that might also be because how traditionally uh, men are the ones that carry the most power and women are the ones that have you know, lesser power, therefore they lead to this sort of, uh, this sort of differences. Yeah, yeah, so, that, okay, that, that is true, and I, I think that this uh, thinking has carried over to our generation and uh-huh. is seen in our school community. Even though we try very hard to not talk about it, it it exists, and I'm going to blame um 
I'm going to blame our inability to break uh, stereotypes and uh, traditional gender behavioral roles to this morality. Where the people who are Okay, I'm not okay. There is nothing wrong with being a, a strong-willed uh, individual. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it becomes a problem when when these strong-willed males, especially, mm-hmm. influence uh, the it, it, d- decide what is socially acceptable for the like, others. For for others, yeah, uh-huh. and. It is difficult to undo this because they they are the ones, because they have the power. Yeah, the the whole identity revolves around, uh, pride and power, which, which is which just makes it very difficult to go against whatever they say. Uh-huh. I but- don't see any clear solution, for us, uh, to break. Um, to 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 go against the, the the boundaries that these strong-willed individuals have set out for us, apart from just advocacy and discussion, really. Yeah. So so yeah. So I guess maybe um yeah. Both of these views are definitely unique, and uh and, and so I think that uh okay okay uh, I would say that be- by people that have either one of these moralities should actually uh, should actually try. Uh, accepting some of the other morality as they can learn a bit, yeah, as they can learn more from it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- th- I, totally agree. Uh-huh. But it's it's much easier for people with slave morality, such as myself. That's why I'm talking about this, to be able to understand how master morality has developed. Oh, but it's hard for people yeah. with master morality to. Oh yeah, 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 because after all, I guess, um, yeah, because um, yeah, because slave morality is after all is more of a hurt, more, more uh, hurt sort of hurt mindset sort of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so I guess, um, yeah, yeah. So 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 I guess, if someone that is someone that is constantly in a sort of um, hurt uh, or sort of like yeah hurt more uh, hurt morality sort of situation. They they tend to sacrifice certain things to benefit the like the, the hurt. But then yeah, so 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 therefore yeah, I, I think that maybe these yeah, yeah so, so as I was saying earlier, by by adopting a bit of master morality, these people yeah, these people definitely benefit uh individually as they would be pushed to pursue things that they want to do, uh that may may not necessarily benefit the the hurt. Uh, if I may interrupt, right? I was uh scrolling through the Wikipedia entry. I keep using Wikipedia. Wikipedia is good enough for conversation. Yeah, so I'll scroll through the Wikipedia entry, right? German guy quote asserted that for the individual, master morality was preferable to slave morality. This line caught my attention because it's basically whatever uh you are talking about. Where on an individual level, we, we do need some sources of individual strength to go out there and do what you want. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after all, um, yeah, after all, by doing that is where yeah, I guess it's only through doing that that you can uh, really satisfy yourself 
to the max. Because slave, slave, morality, also... slave morality is centered around, I, I, at least well, the way I interpret it, right, is that slave morality kind of blames mass morality for the oppression, suppression of uh, the slave's values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this idea of uh, hard and soft power, except just scaled down to um, human interactions. Yeah, so 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 uh, these sort of slave more uh, yeah, the the system that this German guy gave was that he described uh, he 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 pro- he gave a situation in which it's an ancient society with two classes, the master and the slaves, mm. and so the masters originally deemed themselves as the good ones, as the noble ones, and the slaves as like maybe the worthless and the bad ones, and mm. so yeah, yeah, and so yeah, uh, and so the slaves can't really do anything because they. Uh, yeah, of course they are they are oppressed, and uh, however, eventually um, they they revolt, but not a physical revolt because they they do not have the funds, they do not have the manpower. Uh, okay, maybe not they do not have the manpower, but they do not have the resources to really revolt, have a physical revolt. So they have this sort of they have this sort of um, uh, yeah, they have this sort of internal revolt in which yeah they begin to praise the poor, they begin to. Uh, instead of constantly looking at those that cannot, those that remain poor as, uh, uh, as as um as a lower as a lower sort of being, they instead praise them and say and yeah praise them for being able to um tolerate their suffering, uh, being able to carry on their life, continue working hard despite all the pain and yeah, yeah despite I'm, all the I'm, pain. I'm reading the so, the wiki entry now. Slave yeah. does not aim at exerting one's will by strength, but by careful subversion. It does not seek to transcend the masters, but to make them slaves as well. So basically, to bring them down from whatever. But like, I don't think pedestal, whatever level but, they kind of yeah, put themselves level, at. Or? Yeah, yeah, I think level is the better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. well, um, as uh, slaves ourselves, I think this. <laughs> <laughs> I I think. You know the, the the people that come out and, and, and speak about this these issues are are are, are slaves and we, we, we do need well, according to this morality system but uh, uh, yeah we, we, we do need more slaves to come out and attempt to reverse the the trends set by the previous generations yeah it's going I, I think uh on uh, Within our school community, it's just going to be borderline impossible. It's been it's so ingrained already. So you you mean the wait? Do you mind being more specific? Why exactly is so ingrained? No, you you know how we talked about uh how a traditional male is supposed to behave and how a traditional female is supposed to behave. Yeah, I, oh, you mean that? yeah. Though th- th- this thinking is very ingrained into our school culture already whether intentionally or not I, i'm not sure but all we can do now as slaves is to speak out and hope that there are people who think the same and but, start an internal revolution like what but, slaves did. yeah but uh, um, but i would say it's not only yeah uh, that definitely this is not into the general. So yeah, I, I, I will also say that maybe uh oh yeah, another interesting point that was mentioned was the fact that 
people that have master morality are easy, um they achieve self self actualization more easily. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you mean yeah. by self actualization? Uh, so okay, so right, there's this thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, and then at the very yeah, and then and then at the very top of the pyramid. Okay, so basically the the lowest needs are things such as, um. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, basic, yeah, basic needs, security, love, blah, blah, blah. And then the highest is self-actualization, in which it is the state in which one is able to maximize their potential. And, and yeah, and I can see how muscle morality would help someone achieve their maximum potential because, yeah, be, be, because uh, maybe yeah, some... Yeah, this idea of self-fulfillment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so therefore I feel that, uh, um, yeah, as you said, as the slaves, uh, as we, wait. as many of us have the slave one. Oh, oh, okay, at least I, I, wait, I, I noticed this. Okay, yeah, I'm on the wiki for self actualization now. This line is this line just ties in perfectly to whatever you're saying. Self actualization is growth motivated rather than deficiency motivated. Slave morality is deficiency motivated. Uh-huh. Interesting, because it's uh, going back to the slave morality wiki. It is characterized by pessimism and cynicism. Yeah. So I thought I just thought it was interesting oh. to mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is quite interesting. Yeah. So, so therefore, yeah, we should, we should. So, so, so I guess yeah, more of us should perhaps um try adopting some aspects of uh master morality. After all, yeah, yeah. After all, being com- yeah. having a completely master like a complete master morality mindset is. Yeah, also it's, it's, it's pretty, so it's pretty I toxic. Just, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I guess just yeah, just, just just take um yeah, just take some, adopt some of it, but at the same time leave some. Yeah, oh, we, yeah we, leave some. We, we do we do need some we, we do need some strength in order to uh advocate and fight for change. Uh huh. And make the masters slaves. So we've identified the problem. Solution is kind of weak, but uh-huh. I, I think that's the. Whole, that's one of the key elements of, um, <laughs> key elements of what do you call it? Uh, this 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 fight for change. Basically, so going understanding. Against, going understanding against, yeah, yeah, it's cra- it's characterized by by, not really characterized by. I, I think one of the key elements is weakness. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of weakness, right? I just remembered this conversation I, uh, had with someone. Last year, uh, go, going back to emotions, ah, uh, being, I, I think many people have heard some, something along the lines of this. Being able to show your emotions is, uh, is a source or is is a strength rather than a weakness. It's a strength more than a weakness. Yeah, and remember. Oh, yeah. I think two podcasts ago or one podcast ago, I talked about how one of my New Year's resolutions last year was uh, to become a robot so as to discard emotion. Uh-huh. And I thought that I was uh, really wise. Because, yeah, for, 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 being able to, for, for being able to see that emotions are what is holding us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then... um. After, after what happened last year, uh, and and standing from the, the point of view of present me, right? Uh, I, I think that the, the the person who said that statement to me is arguably wiser than 
16-year-old robotic me was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just... just Regarding the issue of uh, fighting for change, I think there is some elements of wisdom when you are able to recognize the societal issues and attempt to address those issues. Mm-hmm. And since we're going into wisdom, right, one of the questions that uh well the the main question that i want to center our discussion around is to what extent is a person wiser as they are older do you want to go first um sure i to what extent is a person wiser i i I mean all, all that i can say for that is that as you grow older you experience more things so true then yeah, then I guess, yeah, through those experiences, you will become wiser because you would, yeah, you would have, you understand more things thanks to those experiences. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess, like, personally too, 16-year-old me is wiser than 14-year-old me, and 17-year-old me is wiser than 16-year-old me and can and, and really just cannot tolerate 14-year-old me. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll think of, like, uh five years into the future me looking back at uh this podcast and wanting to travel back in time just to murder present me mm-hmm. so yeah I-, I guess uh it is easy to argue that wisdom comes with age mm-hmm. but is this necessarily true mm-hmm. I can think of okay. I I can't really think of specific instances where. Okay, actually I can, but. You know how general elections uh, have just concluded, right? Uh huh. I I don't want to dis I I don't want to discriminate people based on age or anything. Uh huh. But uh, workers party candidate uh her Ting Ru, that there's this statement I heard from uh her. That really caught my attention. That youth bring something to the table, and this something okay. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrase uh, and this something is uh, a fresh perspective, and I think this perfectly challenges the idea that uh, wisdom comes with age, mm-hmm. because as you grow older, you become or I think, at least I think, you become fixated on certain values and ideals. Yep. Not, not ideals, v- values and ideas that uh, you have carried with you throughout your entire life. And mm-hmm. that you, you, you don't... And there are things that you aren't really aware of and receptive to. Such, such as, uh, you know, the, the, the older generation's view on traditional gender roles. They, they think that they, they think that it's, they, 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 they think that a change in the norm is uh, unacceptable and they're generally not tolerant to, to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, for, for you and I, we can clearly see that, yeah, no, <laughs> just, just, just no, we, we need, change 
And I think this qualifies as a as an as a counter argument through the uh yeah this qualifies as a counter argument at, at uh the, the the most minimal level. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, actually. You know, in the but... in the past, I I used mm-hmm. to think that. Um, the, the 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 opinions of the older generation don't matter. Oh, really? Just <laughs> this this whole uh the the youthful angst that was within me mm-hmm. just decided that yeah you know what we 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 need a we we need a revolution okay we didn't we didn't need a revolution but we we need change and I I I I don't I don't like I don't like old people because. Their 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 era has come and gone. It is our generation now. I think I said that when I was like fourteen or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just just looking back now. Um, I was really dumb. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess my okay, response wait, wait. to my question oh, yeah. is, yes, wisdom does come with age, but wisdom is also decided uh by your ability to to uh to 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 look at things from a different perspective and and be able to respond to people with different opinions i i, I think okay honestly what i'll say is that yeah uh, uh um yeah what i'll say is that people definitely get wiser when they grow older however i would say that their wisdom yeah, because the point that you raised was about how um, older people get more rigid in their way of thinking as they grow older, right? Because they have a very like ingrained set of values and yeah, and 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 yeah, and thoughts, I guess. So maybe yeah, maybe I'll just say that perhaps when facing situations that they themselves have gone through or similar to something that they have gone through, they are wiser in the aspect. However, if it's something completely different of like their current mindset, they might be. Yeah, that them being less receptive to change might just be, uh, yeah, it might just be harder for them to be receptive to change. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up like the official Oxford definition of wisdom. Yeah, just, just, just in case I've completely misinterpreted the word. Yeah, yes. I, I went to Google it just now. Yeah, the, the oh, ability yeah. to make sensible decisions and give good advice because of the experience and knowledge that you have so um according okay if we use this definition then yeah definitely wisdom does come with age but i, I think experience does not necessarily translate to wisdom because uh-huh. you, you can experience this thing and that thing but the generation after you will experience a, a, a different thing and so the the advice that you give them based on your experience might not really be uh uh feasible which is why I, which is why I'm arguing that wisdom does come with the ability to see things from a different perspective when you see that also um another crucial part of whether someone gets wise along with age is self reflection because after you can experience everything in the world 
Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, if yeah. you don't actually, yeah, if you don't actually, you know, self-reflect, you would you will not really learn anything. Okay, right, yeah. So, okay. Um, my opinions on reflection have evolved on over the years. Okay, I think I, yeah. Then this is my topic for the public speaking competition last year that I got rejected, kicked out in the first round from. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, reflection, right? I. I think for me personally, I never understood the point of reflection. Because it was to to me, it just seemed like such a waste of time. You know, uh primary school camps. Yeah. Uh, at least for my primary school camps, before going to before uh supper and lights out, we always had to write some reflection in our camp booklet. Yeah, same, same. And I, it was just, what? what What did I learn exactly from uh, doing high elements? What did I learn exactly from backwoodsmen? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is, this is stupid. And then coming to um, secondary school, oh, you know how our school is a very values-oriented school? Yeah. Boy, did they shove the idea of reflection down our throats through the moral education classes and I was just so angry that they were doing that. Because I believe that there is no point in looking back at what happened and you should instead focus on looking forward. Yeah. But then uh come like sixteen year old me, I I started to realize the the, the value of reflections because it allows you to internalize those experiences. And in, yeah, internalize those experiences along with the lessons so as to enable you to make better and smarter decisions in the future. So that's my opinion uh, on reflections. And I think that... Okay, going back to the idea of wisdom, right? This, this, is, this is the one point where I will concede that the adults the teachers in our school are indeed wiser than us because they are able because they understand this crucial aspect of life and have attempted to communicate it to us though i wasn't receptive now i don't know though though i wasn't receptive then i am able to understand where they are coming from now and i think that's ultimately uh, a good thing uh. Mm. What what do you think about reflections? Mm. Uh, okay, so first of all, I'm going to say that I feel that all those camp reflections are, I feel some of them are quite pointless, actually. Okay, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because after all, when you have to, I don't know, I just feel sometimes when you, yeah, I, I guess sitting down and thinking about what you have learned is definitely a good thing, but then to write it out and let your teachers read through it is kind of, I don't know, I think it's a bit false, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, I, 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 okay, I agree with your point that false reflections are terrible. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but other than that, um, what do you think of, okay, yeah, regarding, we, 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 okay, before you, before you say, right, I just have to ask you this question, what do you think of, um, this, what, what are your opinions towards forcing, um, used to do something 
in the case in, in the case of reflections, we were forced to write many reflections. We were forced to reflect many times and share our reflections during uh, the moral education classes. Mm-hmm. What, what do you what, what are your opinions uh, of that? Of being forced to reflect during the yeah the moral classes. Um, <laughs> well, oh, yeah, just, I, just being forced to re- just being forced to reflect and just being forced to do things in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I actually do not remember much about the these moral classes, but then I would say that regardless, having yeah having to force I forcing people to do reflections definitely might might sometimes uh, have the opposite effect. Yeah, image they they yeah yeah image they become even more reluctant to do so. And I mean, what what I feel is just that okay, definitely we should um learning how to reflect is definitely very important. However, um, yeah, however, when you I I yeah I guess. Um, yeah, being forced to do so might sometimes, yeah, it, 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 it's just not that. So, yeah, I, I feel reflection should be more natural, but then I feel that these moral lessons should teach students how they should reflect and not, uh, yeah, they should, emphasize, they should emphasize more on how they should reflect and less of perhaps forcing them to reflect. Okay, but um, give me a minute because I really have to pee and I have a lot of things to say later, so uh, give me a sec. Okay, I'm back. Uh, let's pause for two seconds. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. My goodness, what's that sound? Yeah, I get it. Seriously, supposed to wait for you to finish your lunch. What my lunch? I'm eating a snack. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's resume. Okay, two seconds. Um, re- regarding forced reflections, mm-hmm. I, while I understand the value of reflections now, I don't think that. Forcing, uh, uh, forcing us to reflect back then was any useful because I because personally I only realized the value after going through some um some 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 yeah just some some personal issues. 
Uh-huh. Like there, there, there wasn't this one. That it, it didn't. I I don't want to. I I don't credit the school for teaching me the value of reflections because, because... I feel that I've learned to let the lesson by myself. Mm-hmm. So, but but am I? Am I grateful to the school for uh, forcing me to reflect? No. I, I think to, to summarize, uh, my opinion is I understand. Full stop. I mean, reflections are a key element of the IB as well. So... I guess I learned how to reflect and write proper reflections so as to satisfy the people who are going to read my reflections. Uh-huh. I understand the value of reflections, but I, I just don't I just don't think that it should be forced. But then mm-hmm. let's move away from just reflections, right? Just this whole idea of uh rules, regulations. R- rules and regulations. You know in secondary one. Yeah. The mobile phone rule. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm out of the secondary school program, I think that it is a good rule, just explained very terribly. Mm. Okay, let me ask you. Why do you think they uh, made us keep our phones in our lockers? During curriculum time. To ensure that we do not use them during lesson. Okay, and why is that bad? Because secondary school students tend to be less mature. No, 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 no. As, as, no, as in, as in, as in, why, why do you think that using phones during lesson is bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's because secondary school students, they, I, I feel that they are not really able to self-regulate themselves that uh-huh. well. Because they are not that, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I guess it kind of lack, I guess it's, it can be argued that they lack maturity in in um in way between you know playing their phones and studying for their exams, you know, like they, yeah, they so do not know the yeah, this, this idea of um stuff. this idea of distractions, mm. and and not being able to uh, not being able to uh, exercise self control. Yeah. Okay. So I I, I totally I, I totally understand the whole I, the the whole distractions thing because right now my workstation is I have my desktop in front of me and I have my phone within arm's reach. And more often than not, I find myself instinctively grabbing my phone to um, browse Reddit when I should be working on an essay. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that rule, but my only issue with it is how terribly explained it was and how, uh, and how it was enforced. It was enforced with the threat of confiscation and punishment. Mm-hmm. And I don't really recall the rationale behind that. And at that time, right? Because you, you know the whole uh the 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 the, the, the young the, the, the young angst thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that okay, this is my problem. Schools, right, are quite hypocritical. Mm-hmm. At 13, they expect us to behave like young adults. I'm pretty sure that was mentioned a, f- a few times at least. Yep. So I thought, with that expectation, right, 
they will allow us, uh, they should allow us to keep our phones because adults are able to regulate their mobile phone usage. But they decided, mm-hmm. no, we're going to write that in, um, in, into the school handbook as a rule. No handphones from class time to end of end class of time. Yeah. yeah. Which did, uh, I, I was angered by two things. The, the fact that I, I, I couldn't use my phone. And the, the second thing was the was just the, the hypocrisy. Um, maybe not hypocrisy. Maybe maybe the double speak. I think double speak is a better word. The, yeah, double speak. It, it only it, it took me the whole of uh secondary school education to realize the reason that uh such a rule exists. I mean, as as JC students now, they have relaxed that rule because they have no clear way of enforcing it, and I I think it, it has come to a point where we're all disciplined enough to pay attention in class during class. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, I think the question now is like, what are your opinions towards certain boundaries that? School has set up, set. yeah, set for us. Um, First example being false reflection. Second example being uh, the the, the, hand, the handphone rule. Mm, honestly, for the handphone rule, I actually feel it's yeah. I, I honestly feel that it, it should be it should remain there because yeah because um uh, uh, uh yeah because after all when you are young you you do you do get very easily distracted. Well, my opinion on boundaries that school has set out is, um, okay, two two requirements that you explain the rationale behind the setting of, uh, such boundaries, as well as uh enforcing it in a way that is beneficial to everybody. Okay, so when I mention classroom. What do you think is the purpose of a classroom? Um, I would just say the purpose of a classroom is just for it's just a certain place for people to gather to learn. Yeah, to learn, right? That's the key word, to learn. When I mention canteen, what what comes to your mind? Um, noise, food. Noise, food, a, a, a place for consumption of meals, right? Mm. Yeah. So another rule that I wanted to uh, speak about was the no gaming in school rule. Yeah, I, I, but then, yeah, I, I'm also not sure whether it's actually an official rule. Because... I, I, I think it is an official rule because uh, mm. DM has constantly brought that up. So seems pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. And <sighs> here's the thing, see. I understand the rationale behind it, but at the same time, I think it it's very stifling. Because oh. when you think of... Okay, you know how I got you to list places and their functions? Uh-huh. I think that's what the school should uh, aim to do. Designating specific areas for specific functions. So, a classroom is a place for learning. Makes sense. Mm-hmm, yeah. A canteen is a place for eating. Makes sense. Yeah. The annex is a place for studying and consult, uh, consulting. Makes sense. The science labs are to do science. 
uh-huh. makes sense. Everything makes sense, right? I yeah. feel there should be a designated room or a space just for chaos. Not not relaxing, just chaos. So the chaos room is basically the room for gaming, shouting, and doing things that are generally not allowed in school. What And the purpose of this room is to designate a space for people to release some pent-up emotions and just take a break from um, the, the, the school environment. Because I, I, do, I do agree that a school is a place of learning, but you, you, you start to feel very breathless and drained if learning and studying is all that you do for nine hours, especially for us IB students. What? We, go, we go to school, we, we reach school at around 7 a.m. and we leave at latest 4.30. 430. Oh, yeah, no, latest. But if you got, if yeah. you got your classes, it will be like yeah. Six. It's even it's even worse, right? So yeah. just this whole idea of learning, learning, no gaming, no interaction, no fun, mm-hmm. and no, yeah, it's just it, it it takes a toll. It it takes its toll on you, and and there are times where I have felt that, which is what okay. One one of the reasons that I really, 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 really hate the the classroom system last year. Where you are assigned a, a a table and a chair, and you sit there for all your lessons. Uh-huh. That small one meter, uh, one square meter worth of space becomes your, your your everything. Yeah. And I I believe that proper spatial division is important because your mind is able to adjust to fit, um, the the. Your, your your current needs. So, for example, if you go to a science lab, you are expected to do science, right? Your mind is better, uh, your mind is able to associate the environment with the activity and you will just generally be more productive. Yeah. But, see, here's the thing. The, our school doesn't have a designated space for um, stress relief. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, but, but that's it. I feel that the, the idea of having a room just for chaos is... I don't know, I, I feel it's not gonna work. Why? I, I just feel it's very... Okay. If you just have like a singular room and ask people to just go in there and then everything... Um, actually, wait, don't we really have... Oh, by then everything, do you mean, do you mean they pretty much just, I don't know, start shouting? Or, or they just, what, what exactly do they do there? Um, like how do they vent? Uh, you know, <laughs> venting, yeah. The, the definition of venting is what will go on in the chaos room. I think the chaos room, but, but I also think that the chaos room can also uh, include uh, video gaming. Uh-huh. But, but then, yeah, the problem with that is that... Or, yeah, or, wouldn't, or, or just call it, like, a distractions room. Yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, then wouldn't there be some people who just spend literally every single moment other than their class time at that room? That, then wouldn't that also become a problem? Mm, 
there is that possibility, but we all have a timetable to follow, and there will be there, there there are times when we are forced to get out. But I think your concern is um the time spent during the free periods, right? Um, it. I I, I wait. I'll say my concern is more of the fact that we already have a lot of distractions, like um both in a both present in our phones, our no, ex- no, no, exactly, no, 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 no. See, see, that that's the thing. There is no proper space for us to use our phones and just allow oh. our mind to wander. And allow your mind to wander, I, I feel uh, personally, it, it's an essential part of living. And because there's oh. no dedicated room to do that, we are forced to do that in our supposed study areas. Like the benches in the oh. foyer, the benches in the canteen, the library. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it, just, it, it, it compromises the sanctity of those places and their and, and and the purpose of those places but well, we we do know the purpose of those places but it's just that our mind can't associate that place with its intended function mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. so with a dedicated chaos room if i feel that i need to take a mental break i won't just stone at my seat i will go to a dedicated space take my mental break there and return to my study space with the with a clear mind ready to study. Mm, yeah, but then my other question is that um what if this why this chaos room is very, you know, crowded and then it might be even it might be even worse than you having a mental break uh in some other some other um some other spots. Like for okay, for example, if maybe video gaming was introduced to that um that mental room, right? Mm. Or mental rest room. Mm. Then, if it just gets very crowded during free periods and everything, because everyone just crowds there to play the games, and then and then people that actually want to have a mental break just cannot go there because it's too noisy. Okay, yeah, then well, well okay. In that case, then we had multiple chaos rooms. I, I, a chaos room is just the 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 the, the big umbrella term for doing things that the school doesn't allow. Okay, spare for physical violence. Physical violence is um, deadly. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just if, if you want a quiet room, I, yeah, this, let's just create a quiet room. Oh, uh, so, so, and, so basically... Regarding the issue of overcrowding, I think you should have a time limit. Uh-huh. Like, a, a really short time limit, like five minutes, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't need to vet. You, there is no reason for you to video game for an hour and call it a break when you are in school. Mm-hmm. But then, well, once again, the idea, the the thing about like uh, about regulating that would also be a pain. Though. Well, yeah, re- regulation is something that um the 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 school council has to work out. I think I I, I don't really know how that works because mm-hmm. uh, assigning teachers on duty. It, it feels unfair to them. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And, and then sometimes, sometimes um, having the teacher punish the students might actually, uh, it might just make the students more defiant know, so. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, the, I think we just need a room where regulations can be relaxed because regulations are sometimes quite, quite uh, stifling. Suffocating. Yeah, suffocating. Yeah. I, I, I understand why they exist. It's just that I don't like it. Uh-huh. All the time, mm, yeah. So that, uh, that's it for that's it for uh re- regulations at a very uh textbook level. Uh, do, you have, do you have anything else to add before we move on? 
No, I, 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 yeah, I don't really think. Yeah, I don't have that with Yeah. Then the, the final type of boundary that I want to talk about is thought boundary. So, in the first episode, we talked about uh, the IB philosophy, right? Yeah. And this feels really meta. Given the release of the May 20 results, a common uh, theme that uh, I, I see in uh, the, the, the subreddit posts is this idea that the IB has... The, the, the IB wants us to think within its boundaries. Mm. And there's this one uh, post that particularly stood out to me, and I think it summarizes uh, pseudo-critical uh, thinking very well. Critical thinking is only allowed when you repeat the opinions of someone else. Um, to score in the IB, you have to regurgitate whatever critical thinking you're supposed. Yeah, so you're, you're only allowed to have certain opinions and certain high-order opinions. Uh-huh. Anything beyond like um, these invisible barriers count mm-hmm. as you not understanding the question demands or you, you just not understanding the, the subject uh, material in general. Yep. So there's a limit. So, so there's this boundary. Uh, that the, the, there are boundaries to critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think worst of all, right, are the boundaries set at creative thinking. Set for creative thinking. Mm-hmm. Where creativity is only allowed within, within within this within some uh arbitrary regulation. I can't pinpoint any specific example because I, I don't really create things. Uh-huh. But this this is all there's always this uh there's always this idea of what you can say and what you cannot say, what you can yeah. think of. No, like, like yeah, basically like, what, what opinions you are allowed to have. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? For uh, at least in a in a school context. Mm, basically, yeah, being limited to what we are able to think. Oh, but then, okay, honestly, although we are, uh, although we are encouraged to think a certain way, I wouldn't say that we are completely prevented from thinking a certain way, right? Wouldn't you say so? Uh, I, 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 mm. After all, if you're very insistent in thinking a certain way, no one can really change you, right? Okay. Um, let's just use DOK yeah. as an example, right? DOK. Uh-huh. DOK is... When, when I first heard it, I thought it was uh, genuinely interesting because you are able to... Um, you are able to analyze the way knowledge is constructed. It, 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 it did come across as fascinating. But... Um, be, over time... I spent uh, on the uh, IBO subreddit. Some people are dissatisfied with the way IB is trying to force this, um, this, this pseudo philosophy, pseudo epistemology, 
uh, down our throats. Because there's no such thing as an area of knowing and there's no such thing as a way of knowing. It is just uh, IB prescribed um, books. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. And that's the main issue I have with um, school, I think. The, the, oh, the fact that what is right and wrong is predetermined. I mean, yeah, what what is yeah, what is acceptable and not acceptable. So yeah, and yeah, basically that because there are some people, right? Uh mm. I, I read online where their EEs got a D, but they went on to become masters in the, the field that their EE was uh grounded in. Oh. Yeah. I I I just really don't like the idea of being marked to a certain rubric. But yeah, but, but but I guess um I guess this yeah a problem that can't really be can't really be solved, right? Can it be, because yeah, it's basically the idea of how um yeah how do we gauge whether a student is smart or uh, not yeah so smart. I I I agree that rubrics uh still uh still have a place especially 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 for um for the the maths and sciences because it is easy to okay it's not easy but how are you gonna grade someone's mathematical ability if you don't have like a set mark scheme yeah how are you gonna grade someone's uh, knowledge in the sciences without a set answer key there is arguably no room for interpretation of whatever we are learning in maths and science yeah the the, the whole mathematical and scientific debate is for professors and the, the the people who have dedicated their entire life to um this field. Yeah. Whereas for essay based subjects, the a, a rubric is necessary, but the risk it's of not everything. Yeah, it's it's not everything. But that yeah. but yeah. It is necessary, but there's this whole issue of how do you quantify good quality work? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is more prevalent there. And the, the reason I am talking about this boundaries set to... Uh, the, the, this boundaries for thinking, right? It's not to challenge um, the systems that have already been put in place. Because systems are what make society and school function. Mm-hmm. But if the, 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 the central message that I want to get across is really just be more aware of what you are going through and just don't take everything at face value. Mm-hmm. DOK is a great um, it, it, it is, it is, it's a great uh, aspect of IV. E is a great aspect of IV. Like, in terms of what they teach you, not the workload and the stress that it brings. <laughs> And the IB program itself, I, I think it is a great program because it get it, uh, it gives you the opportunity to 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 just think and construct arguments and opinions. I think all of that is great. But you've just gotta remember that at the end of the day there there are there are rubrics and mark schemes. You just need to be aware that you shouldn't let the mark scheme you should just be aware of like the irony, nah. We allow you to think, 
but we're going to mark your thought based on a, a, a set a, a set um, rubric. Just be aware of the irony and continue living your life. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, as someone that as someone that takes more science related subjects, yeah, I I I do feel that yeah, as you said before, rubrics are definitely essential because after all, yeah, yeah, after all, how are they gonna mark my workings if they don't have a fixed yeah, a fixed set of correct ways to approach the answer and yeah but um hmm regarding sort of boundary i would just say that it's inevitable because yeah i, I agree yeah, yeah 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 you cannot avoid uh having a rubrics after all if you don't have a rubrics right then it's very hard to it's very hard to uh how should i put it it's very hard to place a score on people because after from teacher to teacher the things um their grading will vary depending on what they deem as uh good quality and what they deem as poor quality you know so yeah so 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 um yeah, i'll say that uh, uh um although although the rubrics uh yeah okay yeah, i guess they are kind of contradictory but then yeah they're, they're definitely needed and i uh yeah and then i i feel that uh other systems should also uh, yeah other systems should also uh, encourage more of uh, more free thinking even if yeah even yeah uh, basically i i feel the other uh, education system perhaps should also encourage more free thinking and then yeah that, that that will benefit the students in the long run yeah i think for now for now we are just uh trained we're, we're just learning how to argue really because once we go out there, the the boundaries, well, the 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 the, the boundaries aren't there to, aren't, aren't really there anymore. Because, like in the first episode, right, we talked about how school was a bubble. The bubble itself is a boundary, and I th- I feel that boundaries are there to protect us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it it does it does stifle us. Yeah, but. It's for our development and preparation to fight, uh, to to fight a, a, a real battle with no safety nets. Yeah, I, I think that's good. That's a good way to um talk about boundaries in school. Yeah, Bound, boundaries mm. function as a safety net. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, but of course, that it, it is very very easy to raise. Uh, a lot of counter arguments yeah, for for um having for for having uh, a system exist, but I think we can pick we can do that next time. 